JM in the AM. Well, many of us uh, spent the early part of Monday following the news from Brooklyn, New York. News that really has uh, left a gaping hole in our uh, collective Jewish heart because it involved people in our community. Uh, a fire that took place in Brooklyn. Uh, Rabbi Scholar is going to update us, and then Rabbi Scholar will be joined by uh, Rabbi Dr. David Fox, the director of the uh, Project Chai um, Community Education, Trauma and Bereavement Crisis Intervention, uh, and we'll explain uh, why that department is such a critical one today. Rabbi Simcha Scholar is, of course, Executive Vice President of Chai Lifeline with us live via telephone. Rabbi Scholar, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Um, fortunately, I have to come on for other than good reasons. Yeah, on this Hanukkah Rosh Chodesh, and we all thought we'd be sharing uh, happiness today, uh, we all woke up to this terrible news. Give us the update as to what has happened in Brooklyn, New York. Well, I can't really tell you more of the details of what's on the, you know, the newspapers online. But what we do know is that early this morning, uh, a mother and uh, three children, I think it was, uh, perished in a fire. Um, the other children were um, somewhere were, were injured uh, in the fire. Um, uh, this was a a um, family from the Sephardic community, um, religious family, uh, and um, it was a terrible tragedy. Our crisis intervention counselors were there already at uh, quarter to four in the morning, um, dealing with uh, the family and the friends and the neighbors and. The schools, and I think what's important right now is the lessons that we've learned from the previous incidents, like Sassoon and and others, um, that we need to deal with these traumas in a professional and a calm manner. That's why Dr. Fox is here and the entire team of Project Chai. I know since you've already announced the crisis uh, uh, line on on JM and the AM since uh, we spoke uh, very early this morning. Tens of phone calls already have come in, and um, you know the whole. I just came back from show this morning in Flatbush. Everyone's buzzing about this. Oh, I can only imagine, Rabbi Scholar. Before we turn to Rabbi Fox, from your perspective, um, wh- how, why is this so vital to be there so quickly on the spot? You know, we were we were told we were we were told we saw as we were following the news. Uh, what people reported about the condition of the survivors, and I don't mean specifically the physical condition, I'm talking about the terrible trauma that they, the father and other children, are are suffering from in the aftermath of all this. Um, it may sound like a uh, a silly question, uh, but is there something that, that experts can do to help families right there on the spot during an episode like this? Well, Dr. Fox can really give you more details, but the answer is that in a very simplistic way, um, when you deal with crises uh, immediately, like we've dealt this morning and in thousands of other situations, a lot of the uh, traumatic effects can subside and uh, it doesn't become a real issue and a problem. Right. Um, so it's important and it's imperative to deal with this thing, you know, as quickly as possible, especially in today's day and age, where everything is so public and social media and et cetera, yeah, and things, everyone uh, has the freedom of, um, of 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 seeing things, uh, whether it's online, whether right. it's uh, 
on the internet or, or whatever. And um, you know, yeah, the news travels it, uh, very, very right. quickly to so say the least. Very, very. It's a very different world than a situation that happened uh, twenty years ago. Yeah, no question about that. Or by scholars, of course, executive vice president of the High Lifeline. I want to thank her by Dr. David Fox. He's in L.A. making an extra effort to be with us early this morning via telephone. Directs the Trauma and Crisis Team, Project High, Director of Intervention and Community Education, dealing with trauma and bereavement in the Jewish community on a daily basis, unfortunately. Um, Dr. Fox, uh, let's start with the, with the question I posed to Rabbi Scholar. Tell us about the immediate assistance that your team can give to those surviving members of the family. Sure. Well, as Rabbi Scholar very accurately said, when crisis hits, there are at least two levels that people are affected. The first is that nobody can think clearly. They don't have all the facts. They're in shock. And being able to get some education and to get some clarification can um, bolster a parent or a teacher's or a rabbi's ability to know what to say and know what, what not to say to children. Um, that's the first thing. So the ability to think clearly and to know the steps to follow. But there's another strata, another dimension, and that is that this is a shock. It ripples through the community. There has been a very, very tragic fire. There have been fatalities. There are other people who are not doing well medically. Um, and people go into shock just at a psychological level. It's not just a matter of not being able to think clearly. Uh, but people are panicking and people are sad and people have difficulty uh, sometimes in very dramatic ways knowing how to function. What we know from the work we do is that giving them a chance to process that experience, to talk about what they're feeling and what they're going through, it helps reactivate the brain so that people can get back to a more uh, balanced state. The difference between who goes into enduring traumatic shock, which can last for months, versus who can regroup, um, is entirely dependent on being able to talk through with an interventionist what you're going through, what you're feeling, what you saw, how it's hitting you. And our interventionists are there on the spot and available to people, whether through the crisis line or face-to-face clinically, because really, when we hear so much about PTSD, post, post-traumatic stress disorder, which is a very enduring uh, state of disarray, um, those people who can process in the immediate aftermath of a trauma tend not to go into that state of dysfunction. Interesting. All right, Dr. David Fox is with us uh, as we speak about this terrible tragedy. It happened in the heart of the Brooklyn neighborhood between Avenues S and T on East 14th Street. A mother and three children killed overnight by this fire, and as we said, the father and surviving children, uh, some of them with uh, critical injuries at this point. Um, and normally, uh, especially uh, on a regular school day, so to speak, uh, your unit Project Chai would be in the schools. There are some schools that are uh, active today, others that are off for Monday of Hanukkah. Um, Dr. Fox, when you go into a school, uh, I'm assuming that none of this is done one-on-one, of course. Uh, I mean, this is done, I would I guess, more in a group atmosphere, speaking to classes, maybe even specifically first to the classes of those who uh, you know, had these uh, family members in their class, in their grade. Um, it, can that group setting 
be very effective? We can understand based on what you just told us what the one-on-one can do. Can the group setting be very effective in the in soothing some of the things you warned us about minutes ago? Yeah, it's very essential to do both the individual for those who turn to us, but also to go into a class and to allow the students to see that it's okay to react, that their friends are reacting, to give them a chance to ask questions for clarification, to talk about their fear, to talk about their sadness. Um, And there's a lot of internal support that can specifically take place when we're dealing with a group of kids, a a group of friends. Um, The same thing holds true for parents. We'll be addressing the parents, both those who had uh, children in the class where someone was injured or lost, and those uh, who were just part of that school community. Um, and some of the chizuk, the strengthening that needs to take place, it works very effectively when mothers, when fathers can see that their friends are all going through what they're going through, and uh, there's some sort of internal validation when you see that your chaverim, your yedidim, your your girlfriends, your boyfriends, or whatever gender you are, um, they're going through the same shock, the same fear, the same sadness, um, and it is a very effective uh, means of intervening when we can speak to a group. And it's, it's never too young, right? As long as a child can process the news, they, they are in a situation where they can participate in these conversations. Intervention can help if a child is verbal. Right. If, as you said, even younger children who can't talk, but if they're picking up that their, pa- their parents are in panic or that their older brothers and sisters aren't doing well, we won't necessarily provide intervention to a nonverbal child, but we will definitely give guidance to the parents about how to manage that child, what to show him or her, what to, to, to mask from them. Uh, because uh, a lot of what sets in with trauma is hitting the parts of the brain which are not verbal. It's the feelings, it's the heart, it's the emotions. So younger children who can't speak generally don't need direct intervention, but their parents are going to need guidance. Uh, Rabbi Scholar, forget for a moment the the outside circles of this ripple effect, and believe me, I know it's important, but just the inner circle, I mean, because of the situation um, and the way our schools operate, you know, in Brooklyn, New York, a a pretty heavy community, uh, we're talking about multiple children who will have lost classmates in this situation. I mean, there are going to be a lot of kids that are, you know, have direct contact normally with the children that were, uh, that perished in this fire. Correct. There are a lot of siblings. There are a lot of schools involved here. Yeah. We're working together with community leaders to organize an appropriate community response. So everybody uh, has the opportunity to, um, you know, get this help that you know that they need. And once the uh, uh, once you started with the family and the uh, and the project Chai has begun, uh, obviously as you said, you know, immediately with the family on the spot and those who are really close to the situation, I would guess that. Classmates are, are like the next uh, the next line of people you want to get to, right? In a situation like this, correct, uh, correct, yes, correct. Uh, this is going to go on for a while, Doctor Fox. I mean, this takes uh, hours, days, weeks. What would you say? These type of uh, interventions in the classroom, specifically, we're going to get it done within the next two three days because that's what we got to get it done. So, and um, and the session, and, uh, and obviously, if a school feels it necessary a week from now to bring you guys. Back in, you're back in, correct? Yeah, well, we have we have uh, one of the great um, things that Dr. Fox uh, and his colleague, uh, Zahava Farman and others have built is a tremendous depth 
of the of the Project Hype team that were able to handle these situations, uh, multiple situations at one time. We have many trained crisis counselors. Uh, that's why you know Dr. Fox is in California. You know, it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm not sure what he slept last night. <laughs> but um, but uh, you know, five o'clock in the morning, we we already had people uh, at four o'clock in the morning in Brooklyn and. Uh, Staten Island and all over the place, trained train train crisis counselors to be able to help the family. So we, we're definitely prepared for this. We definitely have the the manpower for it. We have the information, for, you know, to be able to distribute. We have the um, social media capabilities. And um, as listen, the, the mere fact that you put the crisis number on the te- on your radio station uh, six a.m. I don't know when we spoke five a.m. whenever we spoke. Uh, you know, tens of phone calls already have come in. Uh, you know, we had people manning the phones already at uh, you know six o'clock in the morning. So uh, you know, we're ready for it. How sad! How sad! And as I said, the collective Jewish heart, really around the world, but you can imagine in this area, uh, really aches after this news this morning of this terrible tragedy. Um, Baruch Hashem, Project High is there. Everybody out there who would like to take advantage of their services, they welcome it. You can call the crisis hotline. Uh, whether you're directly involved as a parent in a specific school that um, uh, one of the victims went to, or uh, obviously if you're just a parent in the neighborhood or otherwise who's going to deal with children uh, who are going to hear this news and process it and, uh, and God forbid, have trouble sleeping tonight. Who knows? Um, you want to call 855-3-CRISIS. Again, the Project High, High Lifeline uh, Crisis Hotline is 855-3-CRISIS, C-R-I-S-I-S. It's also an email address, which is answered and monitored as quickly as the phone is these days. So you could utilize that, crisis at highlifeline.org. Again, crisis at highlifeline.org. Uh, Dr. Fox, Yashikoch, to you and your team. I'm not quite sure um, what else I could say other than thank other people like you and your team on the front lines in situations like this. Thanks. We'll be here for them. Rabbi Scholar, great project, amazing department uh, under the High Lifeline umbrella, and unfortunately, uh, your staff has to be called in to uh, do this emergency work uh, yet again, unfortunately. And thank you, Nachum, for being such a, an important community resource and advocate for the vital services that are out there in the Jewish community. I appreciate that very much. Uh, High Lifeline offers everybody this uh, crisis hotline. Take advantage, 855-3-CRISIS or crisis at highlifeline.org. Unfortunately, this uh, amazing holiday of Hanukkah on a Rosh Chodesh morning has this um, tinge, uh, at, at least a tinge, if not more, of sadness in the collective community because of this news from Brooklyn, New York, and our thoughts, of course, and prayers with the um, with the survivors, the father and children who survived, and those who were injured, firefighters and civilians who were injured, and of course, we're thinking of those who perished, uh, the mother and three children who perished in this terrible tragedy. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world in the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel network. And of course on the beloved NSN app. <laughs>